The Hobbist by Frederick Brown. I heard a rumor, Sangstrom said, to the effect that you. He turned his head and looked about him to make absolutely sure that he and the druggist were alone in the tiny prescription pharmacy. The druggist was a gnome-like, gnarled little man who could have been any age from fifty to a hundred. They were alone, but Sangstrom dropped his voice just the same, to the effect that you have a completely undetectable poison. The druggist nodded. He came around the counter and locked the front door of the shop, then walked toward the doorway behind the counter. I was about to take a coffee break, he said. Come with me and have a cup. Sangstrom followed him around the counter and through the doorway to a back room ringed by shelves and bottles from floor to ceiling. The druggist plugged in an electric percolator, found two cups, and put them on a table that had a chair on either side of it. He motioned Sangstrom to one of the chairs and took the other himself. Now, he said, tell me. Whom do you want to kill, and why? Does it matter? Sangstrom asked. Isn't it enough that I pay for? The druggist interrupted him with an upraised hand. Yes, it matters. I must be convinced that you deserved what I can give you. Otherwise, he shrugged. All right, Sangstrom said. The whom is my wife, the why? He started the long story. Before he had quite finished, the percolator had completed his task, and the druggist briefly interrupted to get the coffee for them. Sangstrom concluded his story. The little druggist nodded. Yes, I occasionally dispense an undetectable poison. I do so freely. I do not charge for it, if I think the case is deserving. I have helped many murderers. Fine, Sangstrom said. Please, give it to me, then. The druggist smiled at him. I already have. By the time the coffee was ready, I had decided that you deserved it. It was, as I said, free. But there is a price for the antidote. Sangstrom turned pale. But he had anticipated. Not this, but the possibility of a double cross or some form of blackmail. He pulled a pistol from his pocket. The little druggist chuckled. You daren't use that. Can you find the antidote? He waved at the shelves. Among those thousands of bottles, how would you find a faster, more virulent poison? Or if you think that I'm bluffing, that you are not really poisoned, go ahead and shoot. You'll know the answer within three hours when the poison starts to work. How much for the antidote? Sangstrom growled. Quite reasonable. A thousand dollars. After all, a man must live. Even if his hobby is preventing murders, there's no reason why he shouldn't make money at it. Is there? Sangstrom growled and put the pistol down, but within reach, and took out his wallet. Maybe after, after he had the antidote, he still used that pistol. He counted out a thousand dollars in hundred-dollar bills and put them on the table. The druggist made no immediate move to pick them up. He said, and one another thing, for your wife's safety and mine, you will write a confession of your intention, your former intention, I trust, to murder your wife, 
Then you will wait till I go out, and mail it to a friend of mine on the homicide detail. He'll keep it as evidence, in case you ever do decide to kill your wife, or me, for that matter. When that is in the mail, it will be safe for me to return here and give you the antidote. I'll get you paper and pen. Oh, one another thing. Although I do not absolutely insist on it, please help spread the word about my undetectable poison, will you? One never knows, Mr. Sangstrom, the life you save, if you have any enemies, just might be your own. <laughs>